Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well and makes the people in the city excited and happy, you know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 
Doc. He's the number two ranked North American skater in NHL's uh, Central Scouting midseason report. And he's, uh, he's expected to go possibly within the top five of this upcoming draft, the big body there. So we'll hear from him at 135. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can call us on the Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. That's brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. Do not miss the big game in Atlanta this upcoming Sunday, the Super Bowl, the River Cree Resort Casino Super Bowl watch party. Get tickets to that at ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Do not buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford in Fort Saskatchewan. We're on Twitter, the show at Oilers Now. Bob is at Bob underscore Stoffer and myself at Brendan Escott. That's Brendan with two E's. All right, let's get into it. We're going to dive right into the Oilers Now audio vault as for the first time in quite some time, we actually have some fresh audio to get to. It's all brought to you by Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. So one of the storylines coming into tomorrow's game is the fact that the Flyers have already played three games out of their break. The Oilers, this is their return from uh, both the All-Star break and their bye week. So Ken Hitchcock was asked about playing a team who likely already has their legs underneath them. I think we got to play a really simple game. I, I thought uh, Philly looked so much better than Boston in the third period yesterday. Uh, there, and that's just one game advanced for them. Um, they looked like their tempo was a lot higher. Uh, it's the same thing yesterday. Winnipeg's tempo in the third period was incredible yesterday against Columbus. So to me, we got to keep it really simple, and we I think we've got to play territorially. I, I don't think. I think we got to play a real smart territorial game and, uh, and, and play just as simple and as smart and have a real focus of keeping the puck in front of us if we expect to get up. And then you, you give us a period, we'll be up to the tempo. But, but when I see the tempo and the execution at this level right now, I think every team recognizes that you're either trying to catch into a spot or you're trying to keep a spot. And everybody's treating this like a playoff games and 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 that's why you see all already teams not practicing like they played two games they're not even practicing anymore and i think i think that's just the way playoffs go everybody's playing every second night and everybody's saving everything for the games and that's got to be our attitude out of the break we know when you play against a team that's won six in a row and plays at this tempo we know how good they're playing we just got to catch the speed of the game right away the Flyers were in tough at the beginning of this season and suddenly they are the hottest team in the National Hockey League and on paper they look like they should be a lot better than their record indicates. We'll talk to Bill Meltzer about that at 105. Uh, Hitchcock was uh, talked about the new line so I'll, I'll quickly run through these if you haven't heard what's going on at practice and he did mention after last night's practice as well that he wants to try and stick with the line combos more so than just throwing them in the blender right away like he had been. So top line of Milan Lucic, Connor McDavid and Ty Ratty, Tobias Reeder, Leon Dreisaitl, and Alex Chason, JJ Kara, 
Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Zach Cassian, Brodziak centers Colby Cave and Yessa Poliarvi and uh, Brad Malone who got the call up there is uh, is the extra man on the point. This is how it was it shook down, and this is not to say that Clefbaum will be playing. They're still playing this by ear heading into these two games, but he was paired with Adam Larson, Nurse and Russell, and then uh, Brandon Manning and uh, Matt Benning, Sekiro Gravel and Petrovic were all the extras. It will be Cam Talbot starting in goal against the Flyers. So as mentioned. Ken Hitchcock, uh, he's got these new line combinations, and he talked about needing to stick with them a little bit longer. Well, I think I think they've been the strength of the team from day one since the day I got here. And actually, where I got the idea from, Terry was was watching uh, Philadelphia come out of the break, and that's what they did. They split it up, and you know they've had some success with it. And we just feel like. Um, by playing this way, we can become a three-line team and, and, and the fourth line fits in when we need them, whether it's on special teams or whatever. But uh, I, I don't think, I don't think uh, we'll be lucky to have five practices the rest of the year. And I don't think, I think we got to lean on these three guys and, and we got to lean on nine or ten forwards and, and try to get the job done that way. That's, that's how I feel. And then I want to watch Philadelphia do it. Uh, when they came back first game from the break, they looked like a way more organized team playing this way. So it's kind of a little bit of a copy. And uh, Oscar Kleffbaum, he was asked about how his hand feels. We're going to run this one real quick to close out the direct work or audio vault. Yeah, it's getting better for every day. Um, obviously, it's been a, uh, some fractures. It's a big injury, but it feels better for every day. Um, but we got to be smart. Uh, we're going to have a little discussion now with the coaches and the, and the coaching staff. Um, to see what's going on, if I'm going with the team or not. Um, one thing I really learned last year and playing with, with a bad shoulder is like, sometimes it's not even fair to the guys and to myself to be out there, just to be out there. If I'm going to be out there, I, I want to be as close to 100% that I can be and play my game. So, um, but it's getting better every day. Uh, we're going to talk right now and see what's going on. So Bob had a chance to see uh, both Clefbaum and Sekera at practice the last couple of days. We mentioned that uh, it is 12.15 in Edmonton. We're going to step aside here, come back with Bob Stoffer. It's Brendan Escott filling in for the big guy here on Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer today. Bob is uh, probably currently hopping on the airplane. They're heading to Philadelphia. Two matinee games coming up for the Oilers as they return from their bye week. So we had Bob on the phone a little bit earlier this morning, and I started out by asking him uh, simply how Oscar Kleppbaum and Andre Sekera looked at the last couple of practices. Well, I mean, it was interesting because, uh, you know, Oscar Kleppbaum, Yesterday, midway through practice, took a little bit of a shot on his pinky. You could tell that he was noticeably uh, grimacing, and it's a pain, it's a painful situation. And even if he gets a slash hard on the stick, the reverberation with that injury right now would have an effect on him. Um, I wouldn't say he finished yesterday's practice. You were there with great gusto this morning. Uh, he got more involved as the practice went on, specifically on uh, some three-on-two transition drills that they were working on uh, towards the back half of the practice. He was on the second unit power play. Uh, Ken Hitchcock saying after practice today he will make the trip. Uh, Adam Larson uh, was paired a bit with Andre Sekera. Uh I would suggest at this stage it appears that, you know, Clefbaum's going to make the trip. The owners are going to have to make some uh, financial 
moves in order to facilitate an activation, even if it, and we've discussed this earlier in the week, Brandon, even to get Sekra down to Bakersfield. And I think he will go down to Bakersfield, and he might be going down to Bakersfield as early as next week. Uh, but the safest thing to say right now, we know for sure Kleppbaum's going to uh, Philadelphia. There's a chance he could play this weekend. There's also a chance he doesn't. But he's going to be with the team in Philadelphia and Montreal. Uh, and, I, you know, and, and then in terms of Sekro, might be a little bit more time. And the orders are off in order to uh, activate Sekro off of LTIR. They're going to have to make a move here and, and shave a little bit of salary as well. So uh, I don't know how they're going to do that. You know, they've got some extra defensemen. Do they end up moving uh, one of those defensemen? I've got a couple of right shot guys, Benning and Petrovich. Based on practice today, it looks like Petrovich is going to play tomorrow. But we'll see. There's no guarantee that's going to be the case. So, uh, some moving parts here, but but flying with the team, and I'm just driving out to the airport as we pre-tape this, flying with the team will be Clef Bomb. And again, it would not surprise me by Thursday, you know, Thursday of next week if Andre Sekera was making his way down to Bakersfield to first get three games in and then the owners to ask for a conditioning assignment uh, add-on for a couple more games, at which time the organization could theoretically you know, get five games in and see where Secker is out. It's deceiving, right? How do we know how close he is to NHL level of play? I don't think you can tell from practice. Let's just put it that way. So let's talk about the uh, the new line combinations. This drew a lot of uh, conversation on Twitter, certainly when it was tweeted out at last night's practice. Uh, they're going to roll with the three big guns down the middle. What are your thoughts on that and, and whether that's sustainable at all? Well, uh, you know, I think what you'll see, is it sustainable? Based on how much movement there's been in the line combinations, Brendan, I think we know that answer. Um, and again, but the owners got to go to the whip here. I mean, they're going to try to make the playoffs. They're three best forwards. And the thing that, you know, concerns me a little is those three best forwards are right now all having career high seasons. Uh, but they're going to get those guys to drive lines. You know, an opportunity. Ty Ratty is interesting. He's a popular player with his teammates. Like, Donna McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins got a lot of time for Ty Ratty. So, he's going to get a window here to, to play. Uh, Lucic on the left side, obviously, with McDavid. Uh, Nugent Hopkins might be the safest man in the building because he's going to have Jujar Kara and Zach Cassian. And, and then that leaves uh, Reeder and Chason. And those guys... You told me at the start of the year they'd have a combined 17 goals at this stage in the year. I'd say, well, that's good. The problem is 17 have come from one guy, and he's only got one goal in the last 10 games, and that's how it's chased on. So um, I, I, I do think it's not necessarily a long-term solution, but they got to find a way to balance and to change the complexion of makeup for opposition teams. So I'm not surprised that the owners are at least coming out of this. Uh, and also maybe – you know, empowers the guys when they do play together in the power play to appreciate the minutes they play together more. So we'll see how it goes. And I totally get the frustration, Brendan, with the fans not seeing Pauly Arby uh, in one of those top three lines. The situation's fluid, but I think the owners feel it's important that Pauly Arby learns here at the NHL level. And uh, the other thing is, I mean, I, I could basically see Connor McDavid playing one out of every three shifts. So... Even though they're going with three different centers, it does not preclude the person moving around. I think we know McDavid's going to play as 21 or 22 minutes a game as is. 
I was quite surprised to see that, uh, I mean, neither Raddy nor Lucic is exactly fleet of foot, and that's the bread and butter of Connor's game. Did that surprise you to see that as the top line? It depends on how the Oilers, uh, in theory, um, transition and break out. Uh, you know, maybe you won't see McDavid quite in this low support, and there'll be more reliance on the wingers to come down and help start the transition out of the uh, D zone. And, and that's how you can deploy McDavid's speed more. So we'll see on that front. I, I will tell you, Lucic, you know, he's like a horse. His ears perked up. You can tell he will practice the last two days. You were there yesterday. He's excited. He wants this is an opportunity for him, and it's an opportunity for Ratty. Ratty made most of his opportunity in the final 15 games last year. Um, I think most fans would suggest that Ratty's been okay. He just, you know, he got hurt. And uh, and he didn't score once he came back, but I don't think he killed uh, the owners when he was out there. And I realized they put him on waivers. Um, maybe that was to protect somebody else as well. The other thing is the owners don't have a lot of cap space, so they don't. I mean, they have virtually no flexibility in terms of what they can do uh, with their roster. So this is going to be intriguing to see. And I have no idea, Brendan, if this is something that, that you know. Put it this way, if. Lucic and Ratty are still on McDavid's line when the Oilers play Chicago Tuesday night. That'll be a sign that Edmonton's had a successful weekend. So hopefully that's the case. So let's finally talk, Bob, about the goaltending situation. You tweeted out earlier today, Cam Talbot does get the start tomorrow in Philadelphia, Koskinen on Monday. Um, just give me your thoughts on how the situation is going to be handled headed forward, uh, in your opinion. Well, Brandon, we talked about this yesterday. Like Ken Hitchcock, when he was in St. Louis... He played the goaltender with the expiring contract ahead of the guy that had the contract moving forward. This is about wins, and the owners, the same percentage over the last 10 games has not been good enough. Um, they got to be way better. And so, and they're going to, I mean, you got a back to back. You're going to need both guys. Um, the Flyers might be a team that needs a veteran to, to caddy along moving forward with Carter Hart in the future. Uh, which does not preclude Edmonton from potentially circling back and going down a different path with Cam Talbot. To me, this is still wide open. They've got Costin and done. I know it's come as a surprise to a lot of people. I think the pro scouts felt that, you know, there was a shortage of goaltenders, and they felt Costin because of his size uh, and being one year younger and less trend on the tire in terms of NHL appearances might have a higher ceiling, but it, it doesn't mean that Delvin can't sit there and get the, uh, you know, it, the possibilities are endless here. Could Edmonton be showcasing Talbot? Yes. Could Talbot come back and, uh, you know, get 60% of the starts over the next five or six games? You know, can he get four or six starts? That could happen too. Um, and could the owners run with Koskinen for a while once we uh, get out of this back-to-back situation? That's a distinct possibility as well. So, I'll be intrigued to see how it plays out. Talbot's had a, a win in Philadelphia in his career. He's started there. He's got lots of experience playing in that building. We'll see what transpires yesterday or tomorrow against Philadelphia. Flyers have won six straight. They've got, you know, their goals in. They came in Edmonton, and, they, you know, that game in Edmonton, you remember, Brandon, you were there that night. Uh, Edmonton was not very good early. And and then the Oilers eventually, Stolarz, I think, started that night, if I'm not mistaken. Was it Stellars or Alex Lyon? I'm trying to remember who got the start. But the Oilers ended up winning 4-1, and that was an ugly win for the team. Uh, that was, 
you know, it's two games removed from not having Clef Bomb and Russell in the lineup. So uh, the owners are going to need some. They're going to need to simplify out of the gate tomorrow against Philadelphia. Not turn pucks over. Not give up freebies, and then get their skating legs going by the second period. They're going to need a solid performance from Talbot early. All right, Bob. We're going to let you go here, but first, I need your Super Bowl picks. It's a big weekend. Yeah, I'm taking the Patriots. That's a safe bet. It's that simple. Okay. <laughs> you do love your football dynasties. All right, Bob, we appreciate the time. Safe travels. All right, Brendan, keep her between the lines, buddy. Fan of the Patriots, a fan of the Alabama Crimson Tide. I see how you operate, Bob. 1228 here in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to come back from a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and we'll bring aboard Elliot Friedman for our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.